Hi, welcome to the King of the Thirst podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly. I'm with Brendan. Hello, uh, I'm Brendan. Uh-huh. <laughs> you sound like a little man trapped in a snow globe. Hello, I'm Brendan. It's cold in here. Jokes on the oh, audience. Please don't shake it. That's exactly what I am. You're you're like Coraline's parents. I keep you I keep you on my mantle. Apparently if I do like four podcasts, she'll let me out. So viewers, just keep hitting that like and subscribe and obey. It'll be great. And I'll get out of this well, prison. See, I said podcasts. No, I didn't say podcast episodes. So Damn. Damn it. Yeah. You really need to get better about your your uh your, your verbiage there, buddy. You th- gotta check the contract. You'd think that if anybody was into fey trickery, like, I'd have that down pat, but no. No, no. No, I don't care how patterned your shirts are. You you know? Maybe I just live for the punishment. <laughs> well, we both know that's true. <laughs> it's so good to meet all of you poor people. All right. Okay. So this is another episode of this damn curse podcast. Um... And, and it's, you know, it's been, I, I'm still not recovered from the, from the terrible trials that befell me, um, with episode 49, um, and that, that disappeared and were corrupted and, and all of the terrible things that happened to me personally. Um, but we're going to soldier on and we're going to continue. We're going to, we're going to, um. We're going to survive, Brendan. We're going to talk about things, and the emotional scars will heal, I'm led to believe. Well, that's not... I mean, you can hope for that, but we're on this podcast, and that does mean that emotional scars will just keep piling up. They run deeper. Um, I mean, it's a romance podcast. It's what we, it's, you know, it's what we do. Um, how do you, uh, you know, have you read any romance lately? Have I read lately? This is quarantine time still. <laughs> Have you read? Have you read? Have you read book? I, I I took out book and I opened to words and then I figured out the words in my brain place. But then yeah, I, I read. I'm reading some. Totally, I am. I mean, you read a little bit of my book. That was fun. That is true. That is a book, and I did read it. So, like, yeah, caught. It is. Yeah, there we go. So you know, it counts. Three and a half minutes in, I'm already lying to your audience. So. Well, I mean, second one, I'm already lying to my audience because they think I'm competent and can be listened to and relied on for things, and it's not true. But, hey, hey, do you remember the last episode you were on? Do you remember? Oh, vividly. What what was that? What was that about? Um, about? It was fantastic. It was deep. We talked about um, many things, including rogues and scoundrels and and various gentlemen of ill repute. Mm Mm-hmm. Gentlemen like yourself, yes. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Possibly the nicest thing anyone said to me all week. It's been a hard day at work. You know, well, you're my favorite rogue. So, I I mean, you're my second favorite rake. But, you know, you're not very good with leaves. So (laughs) I'm getting better, but my teeth keep getting (laughs) caught. They keep falling. (laughs) Um, How do you, I mean, I didn't realize until literally just a second that we kind of got a theme with you going on. And that is um, things set kind of vaguely in the past. Yeah, that, that, that kind of reads. I am kind of trapped in, in the distant, not so distant past myself. So, I mean, that was just, that was clever on your part. I assumed you... it was intentional. I don't. Now, well, hey, 
If it sounds or looks at all like it's intentional and you think that's a good thing, just roll with that thought. Truthfully, I fucking, I'm so bad at planning. I believe like, in you. No, no. It's all intent. But everything is scripted. What you guys don't know in the audience, this is all scripted. All my jokes. I'm not funny otherwise. Yeah. I mean, we're just great actors. I'm not a great writer. So that's why we're not funnier. But like, we're really good at acting. I'm only good in support. <laughs> Oh man, you know, you know, it's funny. Before we get into this, I just want to say, um, I today made myself laugh for twenty minutes. Like, oh, I almost peed myself laughing today because I decided. <laughs> Air quotes, almost. And here she goes again. <laughs> Here's the deal. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Behind the Bastards, today. <laughs> Deeply depressing podcast, also very funny. It's the mixed bag, and I um. They, I normally skip through their their ads because it's on the iHeartRadio network. And the iHeartRadio network has, like, egregious ads. They're, like, two minutes a piece. And there's, like, five ad breaks. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, I am familiar. Um, so, so I just, like, hit that 15-second, like, speed through, typically. Bash it. Get not But I was... I was doing some writing, or not writing, I was drawing um, for some stuff that's coming up. And uh, I was like, so I was just kind of listening absently, and so I wasn't paying attention to the ads. And all of a sudden I just hear, uh, like, some very pleasantly voiced lady who was like, are you a podcaster? Are, do you have good content, capital C? Um, not what she said, but basically. And <laughs> Totally, yeah. And she's like, well, do you think that your podcast is like up to snuff? Then submit your podcast for nomination in the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. And you said yes immediately. <laughs> I said yes and. And I went to the Podcast Awards website and I submitted it. And there are multiple categories, fam. So like you can pick... As many categories as you wanted. So I did best female host. Yes. <laughs> best comedy podcast. Best pop culture. And um, what was it? New podcast to watch or something like best upcoming podcast. Um, and I laughed so hard at the just the idea that anybody could submit their misbegotten, like worm filled carcass of a pod into any sort of award. So, so what you're telling me is there is a material way for your audience to affect these uh, these rankings in a way that could I, be humorous. I don't know. I so I mean, I don't know how like the judging works. I know literally nothing about it. I don't know if like then like listeners like vote for the best ones. I assume that's kind of how it works. But like, and there's no fuck away I could ever win any of those categories based on that. Like, if no, 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 listeners, no. it's on but, you. Make it happen. But hey. Also, how fucking funny would that be? <laughs> no, I think we need to make a, a concerted, a concerted effort to see yeah. if we can um, really mess up somebody's somebody's day because they were they were looking for some they were looking for some very clean material, I imagine, and that can is we, not what we can we can we like. Can we like GameStop it? Like get like a bunch of people from Reddit or whatever to like vote for my dumbass romance novel podcast oh, to win some iHeartRadio awards. That's what it's for. That's what the internet was built to do. That's America right there. Oh my god. I just, I would laugh so 
hard. Like I cannot, I would just, I would expire. I would laugh so hard if I won anything for this podcast. You know what you should do? You should just blind call, see if Brendan Fraser will give you an endorsement. Just send an email somewhere being like, I would like you to endorse me in this. Brendan, you're huge on TikTok. Can you? um... (laughs) That's all you need. TikTok will make it happen. I haven't made inroads on TikTok yet. Somebody, one of y'all get on that. I can't do that, but one of y'all can do it. Somebody, we we just got a subreddit. I don't know how any of that works, Um, but they, uh, Ranunculus Wands in the Discord set that up. So that's cool. Hey, marshal the, 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 the forces and vote for me if that's how it's done. And let's do something very funny. (laughs) It would entertain me personally, guests, please. I would never stop laughing. I would never stop laughing. That would be the funniest shit to ever happen to me. I mean, I'm trying to think of something funnier. And I don't know, besides the time <laughs> that I dropped an entire, like, charcoal portrait uh, in a in a puddle of water in front of a bunch of construction workers and just stared at it for a solid 20 seconds. That was also very funny, but in a different way. That's the kind of content you need to put on TikTok. Just 30 seconds of you, like, starting to cry. I just kind of sighed, picked it up, flicked off the water. And it was like a 17, like it was like a it was 17 by 24 portrait. It was huge. Uh, and, I, and I just like sighed and picked it up and walked away. What else could you possibly, did Did the the workers go like, ooh, was there like a really yeah, satisfying? Yeah, yeah, they all just went, oh no. <laughs> when they also engage in your pain, I think that you've technically done something great. I mean, we all had a moment. So I guess we should talk about the thing we came here today to talk about. But I did just say, I just want y'all to know that if that's a thing, like this is, that is, that is fucking hilarious. And you need to vote for me and get everyone you know to vote for me because like I will lose my shit. It will be the funniest fucking thing to ever happen. If you win, we'll get you a plaque or something. If, if, if I win, I will, uh, what will I do? I, I'll, I'll promise something. What, what should I promise? I will... I will put up a video of me spanking Fred with my various spanking implements. Now that could get you some TikTok followers. That would get me some followers. I mean, he, unfortunately, he will like it. So some of the satisfaction is taken out of it. But hey, consent's important. So, uh, <laughs> Or, hey, if we super win and I win in all of those categories, I will uh, spank Allie. Oh my and God. she won't like it. That we know of. I don't know. This could be an awakening for all of us, for might, better or for <laughs> much worse. Might awaken something in her. That's true. Um, all right. So, Brendan, um, did you listen? Did you happen to listen? Hey, bud. Hey. Love you. Hey. 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 Um, did you happen to listen to our Clan of the Cave Bear episode? Our, I should say our Clash of the Cave Bear episode. I am so bad. Only the very beginning. I am yet to finish. You're a bad friend. I know. You're welcome. That's what I deserve, yeah. I hit like on everything. I'm always like, yeah, totally enjoyed that episode. And then I backtrack and I'm like, probably should listen. Do you know do you know what the clan of the cave bear is about? How far did you get? Um, funnily enough, I have a, a a minor history with this in that my grandmother introduced me to clan of the cave bear because she was really into it at one point yeah yeah it was a dark thing to discover my grandmother was really into yeah 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 
Yeah. How many of them so, were there? A lot, I'm led to believe. There's a fuckload. Yeah. There's too many. There's more than one, and that's too much. Yeah. Uh, and I, I say this because I, I was introduced to Clay of the Cave Bear, which is a, a series of historical novels set in, like, Neolithic uh, Europe, I guess it is. Neanderthal um, times. Yeah, well, they're not even Neanderthals. They're Cro-Magnons, and, and, well, I guess they are Neanderthals. Cro-Magnons and Neanderthals. Just how quickly, um, I, or how closely I read the books. Well, the main character is Cro-Magnon, and then she is raised by Neanderthals, and then she goes off to find other human-adjacent people. Um, and it is, uh, I was sold the books by two separate individuals, as these are romance novels, and I was like, fuck yeah, caveman romance, holy shit! That's got a lot of potential, even without yeah, aliens. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I'll take it. I read a study about how we know for sure that Neanderthals didn't have penis spines, and that, like, rocked my whole world, because I was like, that was a question! Of course it's a question. The first question you ask whenever you find anything in archaeology, you're like, yes, well, first off... Penis spines, was there? Yeah. Question mark, hashtag, huh. etc. Little check, little check mark that we have on like all the like little archaeological forms. They we like you show like somebody standing in like an archaeological site and they're holding a clipboard and then the camera zooms over their shoulder and it just says there's just two two lines in their checklist and the first one says bones and then the next second one says uh, penis finds and they have to check yes or no. And if the answer is no to the second, you lose your grant. Well, if the answer is no to the second, that means that humans probably fucked him. Which, I mean, could be a different grant altogether. Which is exactly, yeah. Much more yeah. marketable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, but so I was told that those books were um, were sexy. And I'm here to tell you mm. that at least the first one? No. Not so much. No. No. In fact, I would say it's distinctly unsexy and horrifying because the main character is 10 years old and she gets violently assaulted many times and has a child and goes through traumatic childbirth and all this stuff. It's really, 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 really bad. And there's like apparently like salacious sex in the next ones that is consensual, but I have my doubts. That's not even good material Um, for your therapist that way. Like your therapist is like, no, I don't want to get a different hobby. Please God. Yeah, please don't do that. It's bad. I had such high hopes for that episode, and it was so painful to read and record and talk about. But, hey, I it put me in a place mentally where I was like, I now need to find... A palate cleanser? A caveman romance. <gasps> That's good? Hey, Brendan. Yes. Hey, Brendan. Hey. 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 There's so much hey, excitement Brendan. in this little snow globe. Where are we going? Oh my goodness. Where are we going, Brendan? It's, so, it's such a shame that nobody can see the backdrops and all of the, 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 what's the that physical What's that behind me? That is a straight up Flintstones hut. That is... It's actually from the Spongebob caveman episode. Oh, even that. Wait, please God, tell me Spongebob's not involved. Is this underwater Neolithic romance? No, not yet. Not yet. Could it be? I mean, I, I don't think there's a sequel to it, but... There isn't a sequel yet. Not yet. So today, Brendan, we're talking about a couple of different things. Oh, good. We're talking caveman romance, which is 
a genre that I have now mixed feelings about due to Clan of the Cave Bear. And we're talking about time travel. Oh, okay. I know. So, do you know what a time slip is? I don't know many things. But also... That's also true. What's a time slip? I say very helpfully. <laughs> That's... I asked you that question. No, I know, but... Get us... No. No, but also, like, I was, I was giving you a lead-in so we can supply the audience with oh. knowledge. Oh, well, you okay. can. Well, I that's can not just... that's not what this podcast is about. I didn't hate when I nominated the podcast, the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. I didn't click best educational. Is a time slip possibly the most romantic thing to wear while time traveling? Oh, fuck. That's good, though, huh? Uh, it could that's be. Good. Or it could be terrible. That was, that was some good shit, dude. That was really good. That was steamy. Thank that was yeah. good. I'm going to definitely try and figure out how the hell to make that. There's got to be. Thanks, buddy. I've got a sewing machine somewhere and time. <laughs> I mean, Cat does have a sewing machine. It does not work. No. But uh, so basically, I the more I looked into this, the more I was like, once again, genre conventions are absolutely amorphous and everyone disagrees. And everyone has different ideas. Oh. I initially was told that this book, Transcendence by uh, Shay Savage or Say Savage, I don't know how they pronounce it. Um, uh was a time slip romance. I, the, the, what I, definition I'm going with, I'm going to say it's not. I'm going to say it's time travel. Okay. But uh, time slip is sometimes uh, said to be when one single person through accident or like quirk of fate or something ends up in either, you know, the past or the future. So it's like a, it's like a little slippage. Gotcha. Sometimes I think the most broad definition or the most broadly accepted definition is time slip is when somebody like wakes up and their consciousness is in a different person's body or they are like, um, you know, experiencing a past life. I also my initial understanding of what a time slip romance was, was whenever like um, you have like two timelines like coinciding, like they're they're like slipped together um, and so, so it's telling like two different stories that kind of interweave together. Nice. Um, so it's kind of so like, a, of... A, like a cross between like Assassin's Creed and like slipping on the cosmic banana peel and like falling. Through yeah. Time. Yeah. So I personally, this book that we're talking about, it's time travel romance, but there's a lot of really unique things about this. Um, and I, <laughs> be honest with you, I didn't have like high hopes. Because of like how I had been hurt, understandable previously. Yeah. Um, Yet to heal. I, I loved this book. I loved this book. This book was brutal, but in like this book was it gave me everything that Clan of the Cave Bear did not. Like I was fed a good hearty meal by this book, whereas Clan of the Cave Bear just punched me in the face a okay. lot. You know, I was gonna say like it with what you told me, he was gonna get a good meal and then punch yeah. me. Yeah, because with what you told us about Clan of the Cave Bear, like the concept of brutal being the first adjective was like already a kind of a. Mm. Not sure how I feel about this, but yeah. But I also like being fed, like, so. Well, I would say, like, <laughs> to a certain extent, right? It kind of has to be brutal because if you're going back and like living in caveman times, like, shit sucked, fam. They didn't even have the wheel. Like, yeah, worst camping trip ever. Yeah, terrible, terrible. No toothbrush. No toilet maybe no shared language like no 
no birth control. Like shit's no bad, birds. but also like if you if you take away all of that at a certain point, like it's not it's it's absolutely fantasy. So like there has to be some level of if you're trying to maintain like some sort of realism, it has to be kind of brutal, yeah. even when it's like the tamest. Um, that being said, like. Again, I, I I really, 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 really liked this book. Um, so this book was published in 2014. Good <laughs> note-taking there. It's called I Don't Take Notes Anymore. I just fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> um, and uh, I... <laughs> the cover is kind of ridiculous as... I mean, Most, I mean, yeah. What was but the like, alternative? Listen, y'all don't like, yeah, for real. Like, there's like a lot of great stock photos of cavemen. All right, like, let's be honest. Yeah. They're mostly like those uh, those people from like the Geico commercials. Right? How many fur bikinis can you really like avoid? Hey, don't talk about Ruby Dixon that way. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't have called them out like that. But also, <laughs> it's a lot of fur bikinis. On a lot those of fur covers. bikinis. That's a lot of fur bikinis. Thank you for uh, your service, Ruby Dixon. God damn it. Thank you, Ruby. Um She just she just released another like absolute banger of a cover, and I'm like, it's it's good. It's really good. It's called Sam's Secret. Very How mysterious. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Um <laughs> So do you have any like I want you to try and like blue sky this, like what any idea at all what the plot could possibly be with what I've given you. Okay. So So, I'm assuming it's going to kind of be a... So, either it is they wake up in the... If if we're talking about time slip with the the contingencies that we have in place, either they get adopted by these uh, this group of uh, ancient peoples who are like, damn, this thing cannot take care of itself. We have totally got to make sure that this strangely pretty alien person has... It's got a hole in its head. What is up with that? So weird, right? And, or... Don't poke it too hard. It is the best rom-com about <laughs> a human waking up in a semi-non or a post a pre-humanoid body, not pre-humanoid, but you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. And then them just being like, "What is wrong with this? Like, what happened? Did they bump their head too hard? They will not make it through the winter." And then it's just non-stop laughs galore. Is what I'm hoping. It's one of the two. That's it's like how how to lose a caveman in ten days. Oh, don't tell me! I will write that script today. Maybe tomorrow. I'm gonna have to watch the original. This will clearly be a prequel. Oh my god! And the real the real joke is that he just is gonna be Matthew McConaughey again. He's just no different. <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey will be into it. He'll be like, yeah, hundred percent. I'll reprise that role. <sighs> It's the role I was born to play. Ugh. I can just see him saying <laughs> ugh, but in like a kind of semi-smoldering But like crazy leaning way. against a Lincoln? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still with the jeans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I hope he runs for governor. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> into being. Oh, man. Well, um, as, as wonderful as those plots are, and we will have to revisit them, and maybe you and I are going to talk about like some like you know, stuff later and yeah. we can collab on some stuff. I'll be right that tonight before this goes yeah. out. Uh TM. Um uh that's that's not it. You didn't you didn't you didn't Damn it. it. I know. Close yeah, was I. sorry about was that. I so close. 
You weren't really close at all, either one. Either one. It's a lot simpler than that. But here's here's what's really unique about this book, okay? Okay. I know you're like, Abigail, this is time travel and like caveman romance. How the fuck is this simple? Okay. Simple isn't what I came here for. Okay, but, but, but. It's, it's simple because one, the most interesting thing about this book that I absolutely did not expect, 100% surprised me, blew me out of the fucking water, right. was that this book is 100% from the caveman's perspective. Oh, very cool. Not in like a George R.R. Yes. Martin kind of way, but in like a... In a, it's it's like it's literally like from his. Uh, I think it's in first person, and it's and it's it's from his perspective, okay. and like that is a really really rare for romance in general, and b like for for what this is. I mean, I kept waiting to like flip to a chapter from her perspective, where like she kind of internally explains how she got there and like all this stuff. We never get that. We get an epilogue chapter that is from her perspective that, like, shows how she got there. But that is at the end of the book, like, 300 plus pages in, we go 300 pages, like, only putting together hints from what he is seeing but doesn't understand himself. Heinlein could never. I am so into this. Time travel from the non-time traveler's perspective. Philip K. Dick? He wishes he was Shay Savage. He's, he's reading that right now like, damn, what did I even do with my life? Shay fucking just absolutely clobbered him over the head with a... With, with a, a big stick? Club. Yeah, with a big stick. Bam, bam. Yeah. Whap. He wouldn't feel it. He was on way too many drugs and like tripping and seeing angels and shit. I mean, you know, it's fine. The caveman? That would be a great No, Philip K. Dick. <laughs> I think the only one who could have managed this, actually, Ursula K. Le Guin. Oh, there's nothing she couldn't do, though. And I would I think she up. would have fucking dug this so much. So much. Like, I would eat that up like a horse nibbling a carrot from the hand of a gentle soul who is ready to, like, tame my spirit. That is, I'm so ready for that. Just absolutely, like, so good, right? Um, so, like, that was really surprising. Because, like, genre convention is, a, a, a most books either are solidly from, like, the heroine's perspective, if it is a uh, man and a woman, um, or they are flipped, kind of 50-50, or, you know, some somewhere in there. Um, so it was really surprising to have... It 100% to be from his perspective. And also what's, I could not, like, this was such a risk that she took. Like, I cannot, yeah. he never learns her language. Okay, are you sure this they is the wrong never, phone, They are never able to communicate. And, like, <laughs> I kept waiting, like, surely he's going to. Sure, sure. He's gonna, because it's like, it's over the course of like two years that like we follow them. And it's like, I kept waiting for him to just learn because you don't know that he's like, uh, we don't get any hints that he's like a Neanderthal, for instance. Right. All like he, he just seems like a caveman. Like he, we don't get any like self-reflection of like, oh, my brow is so much bigger than hers or anything like that. Like none of that. Um, So like you kind of guess that 
they're pretty closely like species wise like sure. aligned like maybe he's not modern human but he's he's close yeah. um and and he fucking never learned her language and that just blew my mind i was like i the skill it takes to not have that be something that makes you want to just throw the book across the room seriously cuz that's like pretty much that that would be believable from like a tinder romance like you know two people spend like two years together guy never learns the language like that that wouldn't shock too many people nowadays which might bridge that gap of like time believability yeah because my first question was like you have time travel right it's really easy to like have time travel and have the perspective of the main character be like oh i am like you from a norm from a current modern time and i get mm-hmm. to juxtapose that with like all the stuff that like you as a reader wouldn't understand but we don't get that Mm-mm. so like what how do you even so the two things that could absolutely alienate a reader we are not getting any modern perspective to cling to to understand what what's going on oh. and he never learned her language so we still we don't even get her being able to explain to him in simplest terms how she got there or who she is do, do they describe her like is it like a wah 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 like peanuts thing or no he just like he can't stand it he's like i fucking you need to stop making noise because like i cannot stand the sounds you make out of your mouth like it's a problem at one point she um foundation for every romance yeah it's like it's like such like straight people problems like my wife she never shuts up you know people never change but like it's you find out it's because like he literally doesn't have he doesn't have a Broca's area. He doesn't have like a language processing center in his brain. So like every time he feels like he can sort of under like he's on the you get hints that he's on the brink of like being able to kind of put together that she is communicating. But he never gets any farther than that. And as soon as the thought's there that, oh, like, she's using that to communicate something to me, he fucking, like, loses it. Like, it just disappears because his brain doesn't have it. Um, It's kind of like living with a cat. Because you're sure that, like, they're consciously aware of what they're trying to communicate. And it's just not going to happen. No. Yeah. And he's like, I love you so much. Like, you're so great. But also, like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying to me. I don't know what this is. Um, I know I love you. I know I love you. And he can like make like some sounds. So he he has what's called a name sound. He has like a you know he has a, he has a name. Um, I want you to please please fucking try and guess what his name is, oh. please. Oh no, just a name sound. Is it more? It's a name federal, sound. or is it like super like like a hard noise that's pretty sick? Like. <laughs> <laughs> have to use it's it's the angle of the thumb where the pronunciation is off (laughs) no his name is his name is ed oh oh that's somehow funnier than anything i could have imagined and also just like it's built to take the wind out of your sails like you know what his name is the caveman it's fucking ed live with that i mean it's got it's got an h in there it's like ehd but like it's ed it's ed it's his name is ed uh, and his poor woman, like, so you're also, like, you're getting everything from his perspective, but you're also, like, so fully aware of, like, what she is trying to do and what she's trying to communicate to him. And, like, he never gets it. So her name is Elizabeth. And he can't, he can't say that. Like, he has no, he has no ability to process that. So. He's got to channel his inner Commodore from Pirates of the Caribbean and just, like, really shout it out. He just, he ends up just calling her, like, Beth. Close enough. 
Yeah. She just, like, gives up. And you can, like, see, like, you watch her, like, through his eyes just have, like, a mental breakdown as she's trying to get him to say her name. And she finally just goes, yeah, fuck, whatever. I don't give a shit anymore. So this is just yeah, I'm built bad. to yeah. tell, like, the straight romance modern experience then. Like, this is so far no different. It's bridging that gap. It's, it is, it, it really is. And it's like, again, I want to say like the skill it takes to make me like then also care about these people in their relationship and to root for them when like, okay, he can't understand her. He's not really making an effort to because he doesn't even realize that's a thing that he can do. Um, she is never able to communicate with him. And like, you don't even, so you also don't realize what age she is when the, when the book starts. Totally. You don't realize that until the very last chapter when you get that epilogue of like, please God, she's in the future, tired. how she ended up traveling to the past. Um, so the book itself opens with, um, Ed is, is on this caveman's own self and he is starving basically because he has kind of given up the will to live because he's the only one left his entire like clan was wiped out in a forest fire and so he's been on his own for years and he's at this point like done he's like i don't why the fuck do i need to feed myself why do i need to do anything like i I haven't seen another being in you know years and i I just why you know it's so hard to survive on my own why do i care the millennial fantasy but he, he so he like he makes like one last effort. He's like, okay, I'm gonna like, I I actually don't want to die of hunger actually. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna like get some food and like maybe I'll feel better. So he goes to like hunt like an antelope or some shit, and he digs like one of those like hunting pits, and he he does that. He like gets the antelope, he drags it back or whatever, uh, to his cave, and then he's he realizes he forgot his spear, and so he's like, fuck. That's like important. Go all the way back. I need that. Oh, something's gonna take my deer away from me. Ugh. Ugh, literally. Ugh. Ugh, Ed. Ed. Ugh, Ed Spear. Ugh. Um, Ed is such so an he... idiot. <laughs> Maybe I do want to um, starve to death after all. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, he got the deer home. He just forgot. He just forgot the spear. So he goes all the way back to his hunting pit, and lo and behold, what does he discover? He discovers he's got a different kind of prey. For maybe <laughs> and a that different is... kind of eating, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> a young woman is uh, sat at the bottom of the hunting pit. She is terrified. She is in jeans and a t-shirt and has makeup on and all those things. And he's like. Weird bird. Ugh. <laughs> I've got I've got myself a mate. Not the way I anticipated it, but I'm not gonna object right now. He like doesn't question it. He's like, that's a hey, that's a woman's down there, I think, I'm pretty sure. She looks very clean. I love that about her. Uh <laughs> I hope to God her perspective does not start with I traveled back in time and immediately fell into a hole because like I get it, I mean, but it it doesn't. But like, kind of, it does a little bit. Um, <laughs> so so he he like immediately is like, all right, awesome. I haven't seen another living being in like years, and um, you obviously have nobody because you're this weird soft creature. You're in my and, trap pit. Um, so you you're yelling a lot, and I don't get that, and that you need to stop that. But also, um. I'm going to take you back to my cave and we're going to make a baby. So 
Wasn't on the docket, but, you know, make do. It also wasn't not, you yeah. know. Uh, I got, hey, I got an antelope for you. A romance. And a fine cave full of furs and what all. Uh, uh, <laughs> mysterious what all. That resource we expended so many years ago. I know, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's it's not really it's not renewable. You know, if we go through too much what all, uh, we didn't have oil, so we, there had to be something. Out. Yeah. Um. So so that's how it starts, right? Just absolute bananas. And again, I kept like waiting for it to like flip to her perspective, and like it just never does. And what ends up happening is like over the course of like two years, he, he like tries to get her to be with him. And he like, is like, we're mates now. I provide for you. I love you. Be with me, make a baby with me. That's all I know how to do. And she's like, fuck that. Don't touch me. It's like, this is all we've got. There's not a lot happening here. Yeah. And he's like, I don't understand why she won't let me touch her like i don't get it and she like makes him take a bath and he's like oh i can't oh uh. and she like makes him brush his teeth like there's a whole thing she does before he'll let him come anywhere near her it's so relatable like i cannot imagine anything less attractive than like a caveman who has never heard of toilet paper being like let's yeah like no 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 the foliage has not been brushed there's no trimming there's no like manscaping there is there's not even toothbrushing like let's start there yeah the other stuff is like forgivable as long as you dunk in a river every now and again but toothbrush don't come near me with that it's most people's early 20s though so that's is that what being a man is like how far we have come <laughs> i don't remember my early 20s being that but sure <laughs> i don't remember most of my early 20s at all but see that that does make sense yeah yeah, yeah. I think toothbrushing was involved, but that might be why I didn't have many friends. But only once a week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gross. So, um, it's, it's, they communicate in, like, really, really simple words. He learns, like, like, the most basic words. He learns no, for instance. Um, consent's a big deal. He does learn no. Into uh, it. Which was, like, a fantastic change, again, from... Clan of the Cave Bear, right? Can't Clan of the Cave Bear. Like he, he kind of at uh, like one point he gets like close to to doing some like unforgivable stuff, and then realizes that like oh shit, she actually is not right. This is not baby like, making material. Oh, sh- oh damn it! Oh damn! Oh damn! Oh damn! Um, but they they end up obviously getting together, and uh, she it's it's so. Again, it's so interesting that we never got anything from from her perspective, from Elizabeth's perspective, because she, like, you see through his eyes as she's clearly attempting to avoid pregnancy by counting, like, the days of the month and trying to plan out when she's ovulating. Huh. Um, and, and he notices that, like, oh, she, like, makes scratch marks, like, every day on a board and then, like, starts over. And I don't know why. And it's like... Oh my, like, and, and yeah, and she like, gets her period and they have to deal with that. And like, that's a whole thing. How much he can learn. Yeah. And he, well, of course he doesn't learn shit. No. Cause like, it's a big deal. It's really funny. Every time she does some like normal shit, like she ends up um, making cups and stuff out of like clay she finds at a riverbank. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. And they're like, and he's like, holy shit. Holy shit. Oh my god. Is everyone seeing this? It holds water. Oh! I thought, like, when was that allowed? How have I been I never living even... all this time? Oh my god. It was really funny to me when she, like, makes a, um, like a travois, you know, like a, like a, like a, I got my travois you know. right here. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like when you tie, like, sticks together and then you have, like, a, like, a stretch of, like, something in between them, like, leather, and it's, you're basically making, like, a stick you can pull so, like, the heavy stuff is behind oh, you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like a little cart. Yeah. Your little red wagon, but less a wagon. And more of, but no wheels, yeah. so not a cart. Yeah. Um, so she makes one of those so like they can carry firewood and stuff easier. And he's like, "Oh my fucking god, what the fuck? I can carry so many things now. Oh my god!" Trapping the deer Holy is going to be shit. so much easier on my back from now on. Like, like it never occurred to 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 him to just like pull it, to just pull to pull it. <laughs> and like but he's not stupid he's he's like super smart and he like he knows his world really well right. but the like point is that like his brain isn't developed enough like this these ideas have never occurred to anyone before yeah. so she is introducing something wholly foreign she's really like um, screwing with the prime directive and like introducing like thousands of years of technology all at once like pottery yeah and like like uh gardening and like all these things yeah Speed running, um, so, yeah yeah it's... she just she just totally absolutely messes everything up and she's like i don't give a shit and you you end up finding out why she doesn't give a shit which is um so after time passes of course she does inevitably get pregnant and um this is like 65 percent of the way through the book she has like a really rough pregnancy she has a rough delivery but like everything's fine um and her child is able to communicate with her her child obviously is born with the ability to speak um and he's like oh fuck there's two of them now oh god okay jesus and their their daughter's name is law um (laughs) so really he's just inventing the strong silent type yeah pretty much yeah okay so we've got a Western. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, Law does get like ill and um, like and they, they they are going to lose their daughter. Their daughter is on the verge of dying um, just because, you know, she just gets sick. Yeah, Antibiotics, um, not baby. so much. Yeah. And like it's horrible. And it is at this point in the book that we finally kind of figure out how she got there because up until this point we're like 65 percent of the way through the book we have no idea how she got there right like, <laughs> like we have no clue happening? yeah we have no clue if this is just like if like time travel is a thing that like in her world or whatever and we find out that uh actually this like man appears and he's wearing a lab coat and she like runs up to him and starts making a bunch of noises at him and um we we discover that that is her father, and uh, he is he has presumably come to like bring her back, <sighs> but she, instead of going with him, she just hands him her her dying child and is like, "Take my baby, fix my baby with like future stuff, please." Um, and and he does, but the poor fucking caveman, our boy Ed, has no idea what's going on, so he watches his the mother of his child 
hand their dying baby to the strange man who appeared out of like lights and shit and then disappear. Brutal. God. And then like we fast forward like a year and they have another baby. <laughs> Take two. Yeah. This time. Try again. Um Which one's this? Do Ray me or Uh his name is Lee. So close. So yes, I'm pretty sure it's Lee. Yeah, it's like it's her name is Bet. He's Ed, and it's Law and Lee. Lee, Lee Fabulous, Lee. the ideal yeah. family. So good, very choice. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Lee. Yeah, I think it's Lee. They end up having like at the at, by the end of the book, they have like three kids, and they all they all have names like, like that. There's still more questions to be answered. Like there's so many questions. There's so many questions at this point. We're like seventy percent of the way through the book, and I'm like, holy shit! I I do like I nothing has been answered which i love i love this idea that like she has written this book that like you think you go into it expecting like okay we're gonna find out like how she got there we're gonna like they're gonna be able to communicate we're gonna it's just it's gonna be a love story set in a cage it's not about that it's about love it's like none of those things it is like yeah well what the fuck would happen if you got plopped into a caveman times and you they literally were incapable of communication could you still have a love story the answer is Yes. Oh yes, of course you could. Um, I'm not gonna spoil the rest of the book, but like, it has a happy ending. I cried at the end. Like, it has the epilogue has some like. I listen. I love romance novels, but when they actually show me that they lived happily ever after, and then that requires that they then show me how they died at the end, I lose my shit. I can't with that. It's too tender. It's too sad. Because presumably. Again, no no spoilers, but my, my yeah. assumption is that there is some underlying, like, potentially she could go back. Like, things could be different. She could have. but She could have and she chose not to. Yeah. I mean, that says a lot about wherever she was coming from in addition to everything that she has here. And I love that altogether. I will say, so the, the I'm not going to say like where exactly like what the deal was, how she got there and like what the circumstances are. I, I will say, though, that in the epilogue we discover, I think she's like, she's like 18. Oh. She's like really, really young. Yeah. And that like puts the rest of the book into perspective because when we first meet her right she's like hysterical and freaking out and goes through this like huge mourning period where like she also like doesn't want him to fucking touch her she's terrified she's a virgin she's terrified of him like having sex with her like she just she's like i can't fucking deal with that she screams at him all the time when he breaks something she immediately flips out because she's like she can't handle it yeah. a lot and of stress emotional maturity is not quite there that would make sense if you were 30. It super makes sense if you're 18. Yeah, I wouldn't do and much And you're just better. this, like, kid. Yeah. And, like, you're also this, like, caveman now is expecting to have sex with you or whatever. And you're, like, 18. And you also realize, like, I could get pregnant. What do I do? What do I do? Like, that's a hell of a lot of realization all at once. Also is going to really mess with one grad student who's, like dusting off some bones like a couple thousand years in the future like it's funny that you say that <laughs> is she a grad student who should be dusting off bones because that would be amazing but also 
I I don't want to spoil it because it's such a it's such a good reveal. But like there is there is an element of that. Yeah, later. love it. Yeah, damn. In the, yes. in the epilogue. Yeah, it's a, listen, y'all. It's a good fucking book. If you if you were if you listened to the Clan of the Caber episode and you were like Abigail, I wanted caveman romance, and what I got was caveman tragedy. <laughs> um, like. <laughs> And listen, this is the book. Do it. It's so good. I I promise you, I I expected to be so frustrated by like the inability to communicate and also the unwillingness to communicate and and the lack of explanation. With each chapter, I just got more and more amazed that Shay Savage was fucking pulling it off. Like so good. Mastery. Okay, I'm excited for this. Guess what I'm stealing yeah. from you next time I have the, the opportunity to steal anything from you. Well, yeah, I have it as an ebook, so hard to steal, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, yeah, give me my Kindle password. Uh, yeah, I mean that's it. I guess I just I wanted to do an episode on this. I thought about doing like a whole time slip or you know time travel romance episode, but honestly, I just wanted to highlight this book because this book was such a surprise and it was so good and like. It was a fucking caveman romance. My expectations were low. And it surpassed all of them. And now we know it can be done. So all of you out there who are yeah. like, I want to write about some caveman romance, flood that market. We did it with yeah. zombies. We can do it here. We've done it with literally everything else. <laughs> we can write good and wholesome caveman romance, okay? I'm just saying. It's a thing. And we deserve that. We deserve and we wholesome do deserve caveman it. romance. I want, I'm sure it exists. Hey, if you know about it, if you know about it, uh, out out there in the world, podcast friends, if you know of a good Neanderthal-specific romance novel, give it to me. Because this was not Neanderthal. He wasn't a Neanderthal. We didn't get any of that. I want some good interspecies hominid fucking now. Put that on your tombstone. I want that interspecies hominid. Like, that's Fuck just going to be etched in the marble. That's your legacy from now on. That goes on your award when you win Best Podcasting. I want this episode to be the one that win- that wins it. When they when they play a clip in the... When you yeah. go up on stage to accept, this is going to be the episode that you give a 30-second blurb from. Oh, my God. The idea of me... <laughs> God, that would be so funny. Just there in the audience. God. Like, yes. I the idea of me giving a speech to thank people for for the podcast. War. I that would be the most absurd shit. Like so fucking funny. I could die right then and I would be happy because like that is the funniest shit that would ever happen to me or anybody else ever. I'd like to thank all my adoring fans. You sure did listen to me for some reason. (laughs) Hey y'all, isn't this funny as shit? (laughs) Is anybody else laughing? I'm laughing, but. (laughs) I've been laughing for like six months. Oh my God. Yeah. Anyway, if that's a thing, vote for me. I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. If it's not a thing. Vote anyway. Even if it's not a thing, vote for me, please. In something. And if it's not a thing, make it a thing. I believe in you, listeners. I don't. But that's because I know you. I know y'all. 
I'm trapped in a snow globe. I have a much lower threshold for, for hope. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, that's been an episode. It sure has. It's been content. I'm 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 intellectually titillated. I am ready to go out and seek. You're gonna go read some transcendence by Sh- Shade oh, yeah. Savage, and then I'm gonna go into my Smash. backyard. I'm gonna like get a bit of leather together. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig myself a pit, throw the dog in it, pretend it's a deer. It's great. You're gonna throw Jake in a pit. It's what he would want. It's what he does want. Um, where is he? You don't know. I thought I just heard him. Yeah, he's he's in there going like, please no. <laughs> please don't do this that. Is so weird, and mom's gonna be into it. <laughs> All right. Um, what you got to plug? Um, well, now I'm going to have to plug you've, Ursula Le Guin. You've had so much time. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't prepare. I don't think ahead God for this. Uh, plugging. Well, I mean, we started with a plug, so I think I'm technically, technically given an out for that. Do you have anything else? Did we like start with a plug? Yeah, we're we're plugging your award ceremony that people have to vote for oh. slash somehow leverage in our favor. I don't even care if you guys cheat. Make make like a bot and just have that thing. Oh, definitely through. cheating. Absolutely allowed. Are you kidding me? yeah like cheaters always prosper thank you very much i learned that in french class in high school love is stored in the cheat Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. only cheaters win that's some wisdom for y'all um all right well i guess i'll do my plugs i got lots of things but it's a a whole mess i need to figure out a way to condense this okay so um first things first this episode is probably coming out the second week of September. Um, that means that we are hurtling towards our birthday month, which is going to be the entirety of October. The official uh, anniversary of Kingdom of Thirst, technically it's like the 22nd of September. That's not true. That's when episode zero launched. What we're actually going to celebrate is October 7th slash the entirety of October, um, because that is when episode one dropped which was the flame in the flower part one if you can believe it all them years ago so long um so long back when we were naive and i had no idea how to edit audio this will go well Um, i can't wait to see how this turns out (laughs) yeah back in the time when i had like 10 episodes in the queue ready to go damn what a life that would have been time for the time travel episode, you could have had an entire bit about like a podcast falling through, like a time slip and landing on your desk. And you're like, I can't wait to start this podcast. What's this? Me from the future? And then listening and just being like, is it responsible I shouldn't to start a podcast? Path? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if I'd only known that it would be the most embarrassing thing about me. You'd be doing oh, well. it more. Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, okay. So that being said, October, birthday month. We are doing special episodes. There are two episodes in that birthday month that I need listener participation for. Episode Uno is a listener or like fan request episode. And that means if you have any bits, any uh, reviews, anything, anything you want me to do in an episode that isn't like enough for a sing- for like a single episode, like 
instead of, let's say, for instance, uh, asking, Abby, I want you to read this book and do a, do an episode on it. No, 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 no. If you have, like, a dirty limerick you want me to read, if you've always wanted me to, like, uh, talk about <sighs> The Bachelor or something, I don't know, like, something like that, something that is c- too small for a single episode, but, like, small enough to be put in with several other bits and bobs... That's when you send it in. Send that to kingwithhurst.gmail.com or wherever I am across social media. You can DM me wherever the fuck. This is going to be the best um, ever. Uh, unless no one participates and sends me shit, in which case it will be extremely boring. Um, but <laughs> for for the for for uh, for dose, d- however you say it in cave. I need. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um. I need you to send me, and I'm talking to the wider you here, not you, Brendan, specifically, but also maybe you, Brendan, specifically. I don't know. It's fine. I can go sit in the corner and let this happen. I mean, get back in your snow globe. (laughs) Okay. Um, I need y'all to send me some audio files. Um, Long, short. If you've got a story about Twilight, how Twilight affected you. If you wrote Twilight fan fiction back in the day, if you were obsessed with it, if you hated it, if... Anything, anything you've got feelings on regards to Twilight, good or bad, please send those audio files to me at kingdomofthirst at gmail.com. Always comes um, as back a WAV, around. it does. It all it all comes back to Twilight. Or as an MP3. Um, I need that by uh, the second week of October, let's say, at the very latest. So you have about a month to send me those. Um and then, you know, other than that, I'm also going to be launching a Patreon in February. So that's cool. That's going to be coming around the bend. Um, I probably in October, I'm also going to be revealing the blurb and the cover of what I'm working on, what I'm going to be releasing on Patreon. Um, so that's cool. If you've been like, Abigail, I've listened to your podcast for like a year and you talk about your writing all the time. When are we going to be able to get your writing? I don't think you're a real writer. You must be terrible. Um, you're a liar. I hate you. If that's what you've been saying, um, you will now have a chance to read my writing and it fucking terrifies me um through patreon so keep an eye out on that be all right. excited all right be very so excited good. we've got we've got claws we've got um coyotes we've got magic we've got technology we've got orcs we've got Lots of uh, orcs. i had to i had to redraw like a bunch of shit for on maps of america i had to like I had to fucking read about congresses and how the fuck congresses work and like how a how an autonomous semi-autonomous state would work in an autonomous state and how it's a fucking it was a lot for this thing that I'm doing, okay? There's also gonna be some involved. dope art. Cause I can't stop myself. Um other than that, those are those are all the action items. If the spirit moves you, please drop a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, if it is at all possible. Recommend this podcast to your friends. Follow me on social media, Kingdom Thirst, everywhere except for the places that I'm not. And, um, we have merch, kingdomthirst at redbubble.com. So, I think, I think that's it. I think that's all. I know that was a lot, fam. I know, and I'm sorry. But, hey, it's all good shit, so, like. And there's more coming, so don't worry. 
One of these days, I'm just going to do an episode that's like five minutes actual episode and then like 55 minutes plugs because I'm just going to have so much to talk about. Invite me for that one. If we get more than five minutes of an episode out of me, I think that's an accomplishment. For real. That's five minutes of good quality content. High test, man. I'll actually pre-plan for that one. All right. Well, no, no. I almost never ask anybody to pre-plan. It's so cute when people are like, do I need to read something? And I'm like, I only ever do that to V. <laughs> can I? Can I be Can I be like warned ahead of time? You're like, no. Poor Saba was like, I'm so terrified. He's like, like, can I know? And I was like, no, you cannot. And he was like, but how can I be prepared? And I'm like, that's the point. <laughs> You're not. You're not here to be prepared. Oh, You're to be blindsided and entertaining. Listen, there's a lot of romance novel podcasts out there, and most of them involve two people talking to each other about a book that they both read. And honestly, they do it fabulously. I don't need to tread ground that's already been beaten down, right? Like, I can go off into the woods, taking the path less traveled, and torture my friends in a different way. And you might fall into the deer trap of success and meet your mute lover there of victory. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's also a ginger. I forgot to mention Oh, that. how did that not come up before now? Wait, back up. We got to redo the entire episode. There's so much more to tread. I want to say it doesn't come up until the very last chapter, until the epilogue, because he never mentions it because he can't see himself and he would never think to say it. I mean, that's both. So we don't get it until like we get the chapter from her perspective. It's so sad. I know! I know! That's the whole book! That's the tackling for the whole book! Brilliant, but so sad. Okay, well, that's it. Retranscendence. Uh, oh, I guess I should mention that this book will be available through, I'm assuming, our podcast uh, bookshop on bookshop.org. If not, all the links will be below. So whether or not it's available through the bookshop, I, the link will be there. I so. hope you know, because I can't help you there. I don't expect anyone to help me. I am a lone wolf who goes her own way. That's what I say about you all the time. Lone wolf goes her own way into some weird shit. <laughs> There's a reason no one wants to be with her. It's not that she chose it. <laughs> all right, that's the end of the episode. Uh, I'll talk to you all later uh, next Wednesday. All right, that's it. Goodbye. Oh, jeez.